one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Take It or Leave It. I am one of your hosts who is down to one ovary, Meredith Masony. And I'm your other host, Tiffany Jenkins, who is down to one brain cell. (laughs) This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give, you can take Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we can talk about, um, I mean, my week's been kind of slow, so. Has it? I'm pretty sure you got attacked by a robot internally. I had surgery, but I mean, it was slow in the sense of I haven't really been able to do too much. Today is my first day back. Um, notice that I am dressed for the office. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to be back? Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little tired, but, Sandwich. but I'm, but I'm okay. I saw you lowering yourself down. It looked like it looked painful. Are you in a lot of pain? I'm sore. Um, so I, had I didn't realize it until I got home because I must have been still under so much anesthesia or whatever. But I thought they only did an incision on the side and through the belly button. And I got up to go to the bathroom and went to pull my pants down and just screamed because there was an incision like at my like my pubic area. Your mound. Yeah, there you go. And I didn't know that they were, I didn't know that there was one there. I just didn't know, right? Because you're under anesthesia, you wake up, you don't really know what's going on. They kind of throw you into your clothes and they're like, all right, get out. Goodbye. And wait, what? You didn't know going into this that there was going to be a scar there? I I didn't know where they were going to go. Sometimes laparoscopically they go on either side of the abdomen and through the belly button. Sometimes they go in that pubic area and the side and the belly button. It just all depends. And they tell you that they could go any which way before. And then I didn't realize it. And I went to pull my pants down and I hit the incision, the glued up incision Jesus Christ. And just screamed. And I looked down and I was like, oh my God, what is this? And Dave's like, you had surgery. (laughs) I was like, I know, but I didn't know it was there. And he's like, where did you think it was? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. What the hell? That feels a little traumatizing to me. So it was. (laughs) And I want to know where I'm going to be scarred up at prior to surgery. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let me know. What to expect. Yeah. So the belly button, I knew for certain. And then they did one down by the pubic area, which is the, it's the one that's really, 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 really sore. And it's bruised. It's very black and blue. So I don't know if maybe there was a fist fight that happened <laughs> with my with my pooch down there. <laughs> Your ovaries like, you're not taking me alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so crazy. So that one is sore. Um, but other than that, I mean, let's see. The the pissiest part of the whole thing was I was supposed to go in at 5 a.m. because I was supposed to be the first surgery, which meant that I was going to be home by like before lunch. And I ended up getting pushed to 2 p.m. And I was the last one of the day. Oh, my goodness. So it became a long day because we didn't get home until around 7 p.m. on Monday. And I felt kind of because that was supposed to be one of my days off. And I didn't even get home till seven. 
Mm. And so I was like, well, that was a waste of a day off. Did you know that the word you're not supposed to say anymore? Uh, why? Because. Oh, it, gypsies. Yeah. Got it. Did not know that. It seems like you knew it just now. Because it makes sense. Does it? Yep. Because I I didn't think that's what it, I thought it was J-I-P-P-E-D until somebody yelled at me. No, makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, So you went there thinking you were going to have surgery at 5 a.m. And then. Mm. They called me before oh, and said, don't come God. in at 5 a.m. You got pushed. Come in at 1030. So I got in at 1030. They didn't take me back to the OR until 2 p.m. Wow. So it was just a long day. And then I got, you know, rolled back. And the nice thing is, like, they take you back to the OR and it's freezing. And they're like, don't worry, you're going to be asleep in a second. And before they can literally move your lifeless body over to the other table, they stick that stuff in the IV and you're just out. They're like, count from, and you're like, done. Like, there's no counting. Um, so it was the actually nice. Me loves that part. Well, that was, it was just nice because it was so cold back there. And so I was happy to be unconscious and not freezing. <laughs> and then I, nice? I woke up, felt pretty good. I mean, it was not horrible. I've woken up and felt pretty rough after some surgeries that I've had. This one was not super terrible. Um, just a little sore. Mm. So it really, really wasn't bad. I mean, I, Tuesday, I went live and folded laundry on the couch. Tuesday. Yeah. The day after. Of course you did, Meredith. It did. So, but I, Cause I felt okay. I heard a rumor that on a recent live of yours, <laughs> there was some kind of altercation between you and a follower. Yeah. And they said, this place sucks. I hate you. I'm never coming back here again. And somehow by the end of the live, they became a supporter. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I may be a little out of it still. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. I thought I was fine. Okay. Um, but maybe, uh, maybe I'm a little bit out of it due to the surgeries and just having the one ovary now and things being a little loopy. Um, but we're talking on the live and, um, people have been really, ha ha you know, for lack of a better word, hounding me about the new puppy. <laughs> yeah. Hounding. Um, because they're like, why are you crate training that dog? Why are you locking it up? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Why did you even get a puppy knowing you were going to have surgery? You're so selfish. Like people are just, cause they just love to give your, their opinion. Right. And so as I'm trying to read the comments, you know how fast they go, you can't really keep up with them. But then I see this woman, Lisa, and she comments she got the puppy so she'd have something to complain about. <laughs> and I said, what? And she goes, well, all you do is complain. So, you know, you got the puppy to complain about the puppy. Hmm. So I was like, oh, that's it. So I just start yelling into the camera. I was like, we want to have a fight. Let's have a fight. I'm in the mood for a fight today. And so I just start going off. I was like, why the hell are you here? Why do people come over to this corner of the internet just to be assholes? Like, why? Why did you seek this out? Why did you show up today and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick on this, this bitch with one ovary who just had surgery, who looks like shit. And apparently just got a puppy because she adopted a puppy because she wants to complain about it. Let's go through the logic of that. Can I just say that everybody in the chat right now knows this woman on a first name basis? Oh, Lisa. Yeah, I'm dying to like this. I'm dying for this story. So, so uh, 
I start go- calling her by first and last name, which I don't think I've ever done in a live. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> but I just start <gasps> oh, going. Oh, no, Meredith. What? I didn't hit record? No. Oh, I did. It's not. Oh, my God. It says the card is full. Oh, no. Okay, so do you want to pick up where we left off? Mm. So, so this woman in the live, Lisa, says, you got, you adopted this dog so that you could complain about it, just like everything else that you complain about. And so I just start going off. And this happens every couple of months. At least for me, somebody in a live, it'll be the, it'll be just, I'll be having a day or something will be going on and I'll just unleash. But, but I have never, I don't think in the 10 years that I've been on the internet, I don't think I've ever called somebody out by their first and last name. <laughs> that's so funny. Like I was the mother. Like had I known her middle name, I would have used it. Like that's how angry I was in that moment because I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would anybody adopt a dog right, to complain about it? I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. I was like, and, and actually it was a family vote. I voted against getting the dog right now. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was a bit much with everything that was going on, but I got outvoted. It's three to two. And so Who's the other person. Matias voted with me. Oh, well, he's leaving, isn't he? But he so he was just like solidarity. Um I guess. Yeah. So but it was really be just because I, I kept saying, like, guys, everybody here knows that I take care of every animal under this roof. Aww. Like I take care of everybody. Like, yeah, the, the, they might be Brian's cats, but they don't go looking for Brian to be fed. Right. They don't go, they don't go meowing at Brian when their litter box is full because mm-hmm. I clean it every day. You know what I mean? Like the dog, now the puppy, like they, they always are my responsibility. So then I just start, I'm just, I'm just raging on this live and screaming about how, if you don't like it here, why the F are you here? Like I'm dropping. I I think I flicked off the camera at one point. Like it, it got, got crazy. It went sideways. I love it. It was, I was just like, I don't understand. Why do people show up here? And everybody in the comments are like, it's fine. She left. And then somebody's like, just block her. And I go, I don't want to block her. I don't, you're allowed to have your opinion. If you want to come to my page every day and tell me that I'm a piece of shit and all I do is complain and you want to come and voice that, that's fine. I'm not going to block you for saying it, but just be prepared that I'm going to reply. Right. Because just like you can have an opinion, I can have an opinion. So Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to block her. I said, look, the bitch ain't wrong. I complain about a lot of stuff. I do. I vent, I bitch, I moan, I complain. Because I do, I, I do everything for everybody, so I complain about doing everything for everybody. It's just kind of my thing. And so I'm just going off, and, and it must have been 10 minutes that I'm just going off about this, right? And they're like, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. It's fine. So I'm, I'm, I start to settle down, and then all of a sudden, Lisa pops up in the chat, and she's like, so why did you have surgery again? And I was like, wait. Lisa, have you been here this whole time? (laughs) I said, Lisa, did you leave and come back? Right. Are you, what is happening? Are we friends now? Because all of us, we were, we were internet fist fighting 10 minutes ago. You nonchalantly pop up back back in the chat and you're like, so what was the surgery that you just had? I just, just wanted to clarify. Just casual um, conversation. Just casual conversation. And so I'm like, am I, is this the same Lisa? So then I thought I was maybe high on pain meds mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on, although I hadn't taken any pain meds. So I was confused because I'm like, I know I can't be loopy because I haven't had any pain meds. So am I in the twilight zone? 
did this woman not just come for me in this chat and then totally nonchalantly just be like, how are you feeling after your surgery? Are you okay? (laughs) Can I bring you anything? Yeah, I was so confused. And everybody's like, nope, we verified this is in fact the same Lisa. And I'm like, I don't. So I said, all right, well, uh, so Lisa, I have been having pain in my ovary for many years. And I just start telling the whole story as to why I'm having the surgery, right? And then everybody in the chat is like, are you and are you and Lisa friends now? And I'm like, I don't, I think we might be. I think we just became friends. I think we had a massive fist fight on the internet. And now we're friends. And then somebody goes, FYI, she came back with a, sub- a supporter badge. <laughs> She's now, she's now on the supporter page. I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> so, so she just showed back up casually with the new badge. She showed back up and she's like, I'm a supporter now. I, uh, I'm here. That's hilarious. So then I go, I end the live. I go into the supporter page and I'm like, Lisa, where are you? I need to know what's going on right now. <laughs> I'm so confused. We just had a public internet battle. Nick Cannon style. This is so funny. And then you became a supporter. She said that she showed back up with a supporter badge, they said. She showed yeah. back up with a badge. Yeah, with a badge. That's so... so- She's like, I've been a follower for years, never a supporter, but I've been a follower for years. She goes, I was just being facetious with my comment about you um, complaining. Does she know what facetious means? Yeah. And I said, I said, do you mean like you were being sarcastic? She goes, oh, no, sarcasm is beneath me. And I said, oh, well, that's all I have is sarcasm. So I'm not really sure. She's like, no, I just, I was, I was just, I was just joking. Oh my gosh. Is Lisa here? I'd love to meet her. I don't know if she's here. I can't see any comments today. So you'd have to look. I don't see him. No, I'm not seeing any comments. So I don't know what's happening. Interesting. Um, So, So anyway, we chatted. We chatted on a live in the supporter page for like another 25 minutes. I welcomed her to the group. She has four children. I know a lot about her now. That's so funny, dude. Yeah, somebody came in my live and told me about it. And I was just, well, people in the live were like, wait until tomorrow's podcast. Tiffany is going to flip her shit. And I was Aww. like, because I was just, I was so, I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. I I know I don't feel great. I'm not on, I'm, I'm not really on the top of my game here, but I felt like I was in the twilight zone. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. It happens often where I get super defensive mm. and then guilt kicks in at some point and then we end up being friends. It happened the other day on a live. I was like copping an attitude with this person because I just have zero F's left to give. Right. Like they're all gone. I used, I mean, well, anyway, um, but that is so funny. And I love (laughs) you. Did Lisa gaslight you? I feel like she like verbally was mean and then like love bombed you. Right. Isn't that what the experts say where you're like, and and then you're left like, is it me? Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say she love bombed. She just was like, I I was being facetious. And I was like, but where are you? I don't She's know. like, I've been as a, a follower for years. I love your stuff. I've read all your books. I just <laughs> think you're a complaining ass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, you know, and, and here's the thing. That could very well be the case, right? That she has been following for years and she does think that I'm a whiny ass hoe. <laughs> but she's cool with it. Yeah. And that could be it, right? I mean, believe me, on the internet, I feel like people love to go onto the internet to, they love to watch people they hate. That's like the number one pastime on the internet, right? Is to go watch people or stalk on people or check up on people that you dislike. I don't know. I mean, people do that for sure. Stalk, yeah. But like to go, I don't know. I like, 
I get nosy sometimes and I go and see like what the latest tea is with somebody, but I never like stop and leave an opinion. Oh, well, no, I don't do that either. But I'm saying I think people do. I think people like to go and maybe stir the pot a bit and do X, Y, Z. I have no idea what Lisa's intentions were. I highly doubt it was to get into an internet fight with me yesterday. I don't think she woke up and she was like, today's the day. You know what I think? I think sometimes people get real brazen and real ballsy Mm. and don't expect to be called out. And then when you do respond, then they start like backtracking like a mug and they're like, just kidding. I like, it's so confusing. It's so, it happens all the time to me. It's so funny. I think they just think that they could spew negativity out and into the void and that it's going to just fall on deaf ears. Like we're not people, you know what I mean? But then when we're like, Hey dude, that's actually really messed up that you just said that they're like, Oh my gosh, just kidding. I love you so much. I can't believe you responded. And then you're like, I'm going to respond with this restraining order (laughs) and my fists. If you don't chill the fuck out. Yeah, no, that is, it does, that does happen a lot. You're right. People will say things and then they're like, I can't even believe you're, but, but you, they, I I do think people forget that, um, you know, there's human human beings on the other side of these, you know, quote unquote platforms. Yeah. Um, I'm over it. So (laughs) I had the best conversation last night when we were in the line at Publix, we went up to the grocery store because I had to get some magnesium citrate because I have not gone to the bathroom since surgery. And so we were going up to get a couple of things at the store. And my favorite checkout guy at cashier guy at Publix, his name is Brian. And he's on the spectrum. And we just always have conversations and I I always look to see if Brian's lane is open. Um, you know, and we just so happen to get into his lane and the woman in front of me is paying and she turns and she looks at me and she goes, Oh my God, you're, you're that Instagrammer, aren't you? (laughs) And I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Meredith. And she introduces herself and she goes, Oh my God, I've never met somebody I followed in real life. This is crazy. And I was like, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for the support. And Brian looks at me and he goes, what's an Instagrammer? Oh, I love And Brian. I said, it's, it's nonsense is what it is, Brian. Don't yeah. worry about it. I go, it's social media. He goes, oh, I don't have that. I don't, lucky. I don't have social media. I said, good for you, Brian. I'm glad you don't. It's, mm. it's, it's a, it's a weird world out there. He goes, you know, my sister has it. And that's where she met her partner. Cause she's a girl. And the other girl is a girl. <laughs> and I said, yep, that's, how, yep, I understand what you're saying, Brian. He goes, so she has Instagram, but I don't really get it. I don't like it so much. And I go, you do not, Brian, you do not need Instagram. You do Amen. not need that nonsense in your life. He goes, so you just go online and that's how you make money? I said, yeah, for, yep, mm-hmm. And he goes, wow, I think I like my job at Publix better. (laughs) I said, oh, my gosh, I agree, Brian. So he was cracking me up. And um, he's just the funniest kid. Um, And every time I go through his line, I get some story about how his mom is, what's going on over there. (laughs) That's so cute. He's just the nicest kid. Brian's on to something, though, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine not having social media? No, I don't even know. Oh, my God, I'm stuck in. (laughs) Are you stuck? I was stuck. I got it now. Oh. Um, Yeah, no, I was, I was, well, let's see. I literally had surgery on Monday. I snapped a photo before I was go- before I thought I was going back at like noon when they were like finishing my pre-op stuff and I thought I was going back and I was still waiting for two hours. Mm-hmm. And I just put a photo up like saying, it's almost time. See you guys on the other side or whatever. <laughs> and Sorry. and um, I don't think I posted again that day, right? Because I came home from, from anesthesia. Dave posted something. He must have 
done a story of me or something because people were asking how I was. I don't really remember it, but I remember him saying smile or say hi to everybody or something. Right. But that was probably the longest I've not been on the internet Mm. in the last 10 years was from that moment of posting a photo and then not posting anything until the next morning. Really? Probably. I mean, if we're being honest, I don't think I've gone. Wow. I don't think I've gone a day. Oh, I really don't. Are you talking about without scrolling or without like posting? Probably without posting. Oh my God. I mean, when you think about it, the last several years, you know, with the, with touring and all the different things that we've done, like, I don't think that there's been, and if I wasn't on the main page, I was in supporters. Mm. Like when I say I use this as therapy. See, I can't. When I'm going through some shit, I'll disappear. I'll ghost. You do. I, you I do. can't. Ghost. Yeah. I cannot. I, when I am in those head spaces, I cannot be on a public platform. I cannot handle the influx of opinions mm. and thoughts and feelings and suggestions unless I ask. You know what I mean? There's so many times where I ask for them and then I'm ready. But like, I just want to hide. I'm an isolator big time. And so that's why nowadays I'm like, I don't even post anymore. I don't even, I can't, I can't. It's just, it's, it doesn't do for me what it used to do. If I'm being super honest and Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a supporter of mine, you are the wind beneath my wings. You're the thing keeping me going. I swear you're the reason I get up and continue to do what I do. But apart from those few true blue loyal, the rest of it doesn't bring me joy. You know, the algorithms and comments and likes and growth and click funnels and all that shit. I dude, hell no. I just want to go into an office in the morning, sit alone at a desk, work quietly you know, have clients come in, have nobody see me. <laughs> like, what's, I, what's the business that you have where you're working with these clients and you're in this desk at a cubicle by yourself? <laughs> Ideally, it would be some kind of therapist. Mm. And I would, you know, be like, oh my gosh, yes, Jessica has an appointment today. I love her. I wonder how she's doing. I'd love an update on her and Bill's drama. Oh, and Veronica's coming in. She's really sad about the loss of her cat. Um, I wonder how she's doing on the worksheet I gave her. And then I follow up and then I clock out. I leave it all at work and then I go home and I begin the home portion of my day, which is completely separate from my work, the work portion. Mm. of my day. I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times. Why don't you go back to school? Why don't you just do it? It's getting closer and closer to that happening. Truly. I truly, it's getting closer and closer to that happening. Um, Things change. And I think that even the whole landscape of what we do has changed. Oh yeah, completely. And the way that it was enjoyable for me, um, it doesn't feel that way anymore. So I'm only doing things that do, right? which is podcasts and, you know, stories when I think of them. But I don't know, dude. I just, it doesn't do for me what it used to. And not to mention, this might be too much info. Before, I could deal with like the mental anguish and the pain that comes with being in the public eye and the drama and all the chaos because it was financially beneficial but they don't pay shit anymore for Mm. shit and so to put my blood sweat and tears into something and sacrifice my mental health for a living when they've stopped paying the in my opinion the only people that pay anymore are big huge billionaire brands that want you to put lipstick on in a video like 
Facebook isn't paying out what they used to pay. YouTube does, you know, so, so it's like, what am I really doing? Like, I, I feel like I sound so ungrateful. No, it has changed, but I think we, we got into this game, quote unquote, and we were doing sketch comedy. We were creating miniature movies for people that were escapes. Exactly. That were relatable pieces of content where they could say, oh my gosh, my kid did that. Or, oh my gosh, my husband has said that. Or, oh my gosh, what a funny story. And for whatever reason, that was taken away. Mm. And if we even try to, and people are like, why don't you make funny videos anymore? Even if I did make a funny video, Facebook wouldn't show it to anybody. Not a damn soul. They don't. They just decided that they weren't going to push those anymore and everything was going to be a 15 second story or a 30 second story or now a 60 second reel. It can't be more. It can't be less. It can't be this. It can't be that. And yep. it's changed. That's what's changed. Exactly. And so the what we were creating, there's no place for that art, so to speak, any longer. Holy shit. Thank you for saying that. That's what it is. Dude, that's and, so re validating because I feel yeah. like I'm the only one who's been like screaming this and I feel like a, like nobody gets it and it's uh, you get it. You no, get it. That's completely it. And, you know, Dave's telling me all the time, he's like, make a funny video about this. Make a funny video. And I go, to for what? It doesn't go anywhere. Nobody can see it. Nobody watches it. It gets squashed. It doesn't get shown. Yeah. I said, now, luckily for me, from day one when I started this platform – I was bitch moaning and complaining and talking to people about these portions and parts of my life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's been a constant and that hasn't changed. <laughs> Mine has changed. Now I'm yes. just a crotchety old lady who complains about everything because everything sucks. Well, but you're, you're, you're completely correct. I mean, you're 100% accurate. Like we used to be almost like these independent sketch artists who would make this stuff and people would watch it and we would have this validation of like, they liked my videos. It was shared. It was watched. It was, it's it was so commented weird. on. It was, you know, we, we found it enjoyable. It was this, it was that. And it doesn't exist anymore. That, that world doesn't exist anymore. And that's hard for a creator because that's just like when you paint a painting, it's, it's just another form of art. Like you were creating something. And so exactly. that's changed. That has been a, a dramatic change, a dramatic shift. Um, which is, I think why I tr I tried to lean in so hard to performing and comedy and stand up and touring because I wanted th to feel that creative piece and to be out there and to be doing that because we weren't like this sort of stopped pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like the video making really sort of stopped around pandemic times and everything shifted and changed and it's just never gone back. And so I understand uh, completely where you're coming from. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I feel like I say, say it a lot, but yeah. So anyway, just the idea of just not having social media sometimes is like such a kink for me. <laughs> It's like so sexy. It's like such a taboo thing. Like, oh my gosh, you don't have Instagram or Facebook, crazy girl. What are you doing with all your free time? You're probably so productive. That's, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but like, gosh, just to be a nomad. <laughs> nomad. Live in, a, I'd like to live in a cave. Anyway, but I, to hear somebody else say it, because the way you describe it using words like art and like mini movies and TV, that is how it felt to me. And it felt mm -hmm. so gratifying yeah. and so end game. Like this is what I was born to do. And I'm not, I wasn't born for the other stuff that's happening now. I don't yeah. think that's not my jam. Um, but anyway, um, so how long did the doctor say you have until you can get back to normal working out and stuff? 
I see the doctor Tuesday. Okay. So, um, interested to see what they found, like what the pathology is on that ovary. Um, because I'd love to know if maybe there was some adenomyosis in it or what was going on causing all that pain. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they'll tell me how long my recovery should be. I mean, I started walking yesterday. Um, Are you allowed? Did you confirm? It's slow. I'm just talking about a lap around the block. Yeah, no, I know. One. Did you ask your doctor if you could do that? Yeah, you're supposed to be walking. I got to get the gas out, right? Like they blow you up with gas. So you have all these gas pains everywhere. So I've just been walking um, 0.6 miles. That's what the loop is. Are you allowed to get I, sweaty or do you just wash it off? I'm not sweating. I'm, t- I'm When I tell you it's a slow, slow walk, plus it's been 50 degrees out. Oh, okay. That's right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere in a hurry. All right, because I pictured you getting all sweaty and power walking. No, no. No, I walked the dog around the loop Tuesday and then walked, I walked the puppy Tuesday. I walked Ruth yesterday. Uh, It'll be the puppy's turn again today. (laughs) Um, You got to rotate. I can't take them both at the same time because the puppy does not know how to walk on a leash. So cute. So, um, but no, it's, it's going fine. Um, I just find that by the middle of the day, I'm tired mm. and I'm like, I have to sit down now. Yep. Felt. Um, but that's it. Like uh, other than that, I feel, I feel pretty good. I'm just sore. Mm. So Is Dave I'm being sh- a good nurse. Um, yeah, he's been good. He hasn't been, he's been working. He hasn't really been around. Brian has been home. He's been helping take care of me. He switches the laundry for me and brings it to me when it's dry so I can fold Aww, it. Oh, sweet boy. Been helping with the dogs. Um, but Dave has been working nonstop with the new linen clients. We've picked up a couple of new restaurants. Um, indoor season for track is coming to an end and they're getting ready for outdoor season for track. So he's been you know, busy with Matias. There's just a lot going on. Felt. Does that hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, it's my pooch. My pooch is sore. Your cooch pooch. My cooch poochie. Poochie coochie. No. No. Don't say it. It sounds so much worse. Coochie poochie. My pooch. sister's sleeping upstairs. Oh, what's your sister doing there? <laughs> a welfare check. Oh, no. Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I saw you post about your other podcast. Yeah. And you're like, "Uh, uh, sorry, we haven't had any new episodes up. I'm doing a med change. Yeah, bitch. So do you want to talk about that? Sure. I was experiencing psychosis. And... I would say it every day. I f- feel um, really mentally unstable. Like I am, I'm not in a good place. And um, not only that, like I would swing back and forth between feeling super like manic, mania, making crazy impulsive decisions in the moments and then like regretting them almost immediately, like, and then crashing and feeling really depressed. And, um, not to mention there's like a link between the medication that I was on and Ray nods, which is the losing circulation in your feet. Really? Yeah. And so when I, it was time for me to refill my medication a few days ago. And I was looking at the side effects and I'm like, no, I'm not refilling this until I talk to my psychiatrist. Like I, I did not know psychosis was an actual side effect of it. It says it's the first thing that pops up is psychosis. So what's the definition of that? Um, I don't know, but what were you, what I, were I know you what feeling? it feels like. Um, I was having... Uh, thoughts of how nice 
Okay, so trigger warning, like major trigger warning probably for people. I was thinking about how nice it would be to die. Oh, Tiffany. And I wasn't me doing it to myself. I wasn't idealizing the idea of ending it. But if an asteroid came and knocked all of us out at once, like I'd be thrilled. And I tried to explain, and I spoke this out to all my friends immediately. As soon as the thoughts started coming in my head, like the people who are around me in my day to day, uh, like my sister and uh, Flip and stuff, but like, I wouldn't want to end my own life. I could never leave my kids. I could never F them up that way. Like I would never do that. But if aliens were coming and we all went at one time, it would be a relief is how I had felt intermittently. Like I was done with the charade of the day to day, like just ready to be done. Mm. And she explained to me, there is a difference between the ideation of imagining and fantasizing about yourself, doing it to yourself. There's a difference between that and fantasizing about the idea of not having to live anymore. And the second one is what I was doing. And I knew it wasn't normal and I would be so rageful and I would like feel like I was having conversations and was on the same page as everybody, but I was on a completely different level. I would respond to someone in a way that made sense to me, but was so confusing to them because it wasn't even close to what we were talking about. And I, I said so many times, I feel like a psychopath. Like I feel like I'm hearing shit and seeing shit and imagining shit. And I just know when my brain is messed up and not to mention, dude, I was convinced I had Alzheimer's um, and not in a funny way either. I was like to the point of tears because I would, for example, you know, Chloe would be like, mom, can you get me a straw? And I'd go to walk to the cabinet. And by the time I got to the cabinet, it was done. It's gone. I don't know why I'm standing at the cabinet. And it's still to this day, it's happening. It happened last night a lot. I I came downstairs and I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know. It was really bad. So, so I made an emergency appointment with my psychiatrist and um, she was like, okay, I want to give, I explained to her some shit that was going on. And she's like, you know, I don't want to diagnose you with anything, but it, what you're describing sounds like mania. So I'm going to give you this medicine. It's like emergency, get out of your manic episode medicine. And I went and I filled it, but I didn't take it that night for some reason. I can't, oh, because I went to bed at six o'clock in the evening and slept all night long. And then, because I was coming off of my other medication. And then the next day she had booked a double up emergency appointment for when my sister was here because she wanted an outsider's perspective on my mental state. And after hearing me, she said, don't take the medicine. Don't take it because you don't seem man manic to me. You seem very depressed. Like it was that quick. The day before, she thought I needed emergency mania medicine. And then yesterday I was just crying and wrapped up in a blanket and had, I went and drove an hour and a half to get my sister to come to the house to help me finish painting and getting my life together. And I couldn't get out of bed. From the minute we arrived back at the house, I laid down and I could not bring myself to lift a finger. And it was so, I was like frozen, dude. And it was so crazy because the whole point of her being here was to do all this. So I, we had an appointment together, Paris and I with my psychiatrist. She said, you seem really depressed. So I'm going to give you this other thing. It's the lowest dose. It's one milligram. And it's, um, I don't want to name names, but it's for depression just to add it to the medicine I'm already on. But yeah. I, so I, the other one you you stopped taking though. I, yeah. So there's a medicine that I take daily for depression and anxiety. I guess. Um, and then there was another medication that I was taking for my inattentive ADHD. It wasn't Adderall. It wasn't Ritalin. It wasn't anything like that. It's like a one of the better options for people who are recovering addicts because it's non-habit forming and mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not a super stimulant that makes you like, zzz. Um, but my body did not like it. And that's the third kind 
of inattentive ADHD medication that I've tried the past year that hasn't worked for me. So right now I'm on none. I'm just not medicating the ADHD part of things. I'm trying to get mentally stable first with the other shit uh, for a few days. So hopefully, though, then your circulation issues are going to... That's what I'm hoping, too, is to see if that helps that also to see if there is a link between that, because she said she said there was a link between that and Renaud's or whatever. But so so I'm I'm just going cold turkey. I just quit. I'm not putting it in my body ever again. Um, And I want to see if the circulation improves. I want to see if my symptoms of. Psychosis. Mania, all the I'll just so many different things. I wasn't myself and it was really dark and I really just wanted to be done. Like I was fan when the aliens were in the mall, I'm not getting this sounds like a joke, but I was like praying to the universe that this was it and that we could all be done and just start over in the next life. Like this round of earth was a bust And we'll try again next time. So. Um, Well. And and so I'm going to be honest. I am drinking an energy drink right now. I've kind of been trying to hide it. But like I will sleep all day long. I've been doing really good. But like I'm so tired. I can't keep my eyes open. And my sister's here and she goes, how long is your sister staying till today? She leaves today. Oh, she has to go home. Yeah. We bring her. Yeah. And it's like, so I had this gift of extra hands and motivation and I was just like, it was just, I can't explain it. I was literally fucking frozen, dude. And she's like, okay, well, just relax and I'll do it. You could just body double me. And it was so frustrating. I was in tears because I'm like, I want more than anything to have my house organized and to have my bedroom put back together. And the idea of standing up and doing it makes me want to crumple into a pile and sob. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, well, just do it anyway, bitch. Like, just suck it up. And I get it. Like, I understand how to some people that is a viable option, an obvious answer and solution. But it's almost like I would rather die. I physically cannot bring myself to stand up and push my dresser over up against the wall so that we could paint the trim. It sounds so dumb, dude. And I get it. I don't know. I don't think it sounds dumb. We've talked about this several times on the podcast with it's Oh that's, yeah. That's your it's how you cope. But this is like another level. Yeah. Like usually it's just like, uh-huh, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. This is like I can't, and if you try to make me, I'm going to do something irrational. Yeah. I'm I'm going to do something dangerous to somebody. Like it was And I I kept reiterating, like, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt anyone else. I promise it's not like that. I just, if I could just sit in one spot and not talk to anybody and just like exist here, I'd be good. But if you make me do anything other than sit here and exist, I'm going to either cry or get really angry. And I know that's not normal. So that's why I'm like, we got to fix it. This is it. But look how great it is that you were able to have that conversation with your therapist right away and be like, nope, this is wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't like what's going on. I don't like the way I'm feeling. You didn't get swept up. You didn't use, you didn't, you didn't do any of the things that people do in order to, uh, sort of self soothe. Yeah. You said, this feels wrong. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable by this and I need help. Yeah. Thank you. Huge. Thank you. Big deal. Huge. And I don't know if you remember, like there was a huge, like weird incident on my other podcast where like, yeah, 
yeah, and all that shit and the fallout. And then I had to get off of social media because the comments were pissing me off so much. And like, I was like, I quit. I hate every Like, and I, I knew it wasn't me. Like something wasn't right. And I'm like, it's just 2024. I'm over everybody's bullshit. I don't care anymore. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It was, there's something dark in me. And this is really messing up my brain. So what was I going to say? I forget what I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have such a cool support system, that I have people who get it, that I have, you know, therapists in the can ready to help me. And my therapist was really wonderful. And she gave me, she's like, you've mentioned a lot about wanting to check yourself into a psychiatric facility. So I'm just going to send you the info so that if it ever comes to that, you have a place to go. But I don't think and then I start crying and I'm like, do you think I need to go? And she's like, no, not at all. I don't. But I just want you to have it. I would tell you if I thought you needed to go. Do you do you think, though, that that could be a game changer for you? No. The reason that I wanted to go is because I was like, I just, I felt so out of control of my my thoughts and my body at certain points that I didn't, I wanted someone to like give me a lobotomy. <laughs> um, she said that it's for people who need like extra care. It's hard to explain, but I don't think I'm there, dude. I think that now that I recognize that this friggin' medication turned me into an angry, like villain version of myself, and now that I've stopped taking it, today's day five that I haven't had it. Um, and, I, you know, we're just working on getting me stabilized as much as one can be stable this day and age. Um, and then, you know, I'll start treating the ADHD, but there's no point in trying to treat the focus aspect when there's so much more dangerous things going on. Like there's more important things than focusing right now. I need to stabilize my shit. I need yeah. to not swing back and forth so violently between joy and the bottom. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you can give yourself, um, I hope you can see that you were able to intervene and save yourself before anything went sideways. Like you did that. You asked for help. You reached out. You said, this is not right. You recognized it, which is huge. Thank you. So that's impressive. So I, I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. That was really sweet. Almost made me emotional, but I'm in a place where if I start crying, like I won't stop. No, no I think you're no, but you're five days. You're cleaning this stuff out of your system. Mm -hmm. You're going to level off. Mm -hmm. You're going to figure things back out. Yeah. You know, everybody's so sweet. Wait. Everybody is so sweet in the comments and you're so sweet. And I, I freaking, I really appreciate that yesterday. Chloe could tell I was like stressed and she's such a little fixer and I feel really bad because I feel like I'm effing her up, but she started playing twinkle, twinkle, little star to put me in a good mood. And I just started sobbing because it's the same version that I used to play for her when she was a baby. And it's a version that goes twinkle instead of twinkle. And I was like, you used to love this song with you. <laughs> and Paris is looking at Chloe and Chloe's looking at Paris like, what the fuck mm -hmm. is wrong with this lady? Like I was going through it. I was going through it. Yeah. Through it. But um, yeah, I'm grateful that my sister's here. I don't know. Talking about it with you just kind of energized me a little bit. Well, you, I think we have to remember a lot of times that I had this conversation just the other night with Matthias because he's been struggling a bit with, um, I think the pressure of going off to college and his season and things like that. And I was like, bud, 
it's always darkest before the dawn. Always. And in those moments, that's when we have to remember that the sun, you know, the sun is going to rise. We're going to have another opportunity. We're going to be able to take another swing at it, have another crack at it. I know these are all cliches, but they're (laughs) true. They're, 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 they're accurate in a sense that we, you know, that this is how 99.9% of people feel in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you're stressed. Yes. All these things are going on. Um, I don't even want to tell you what actually being an adult is like, because it'll just scare the shit out of you. (laughs) Um, because it's just chaotic event after chaotic event after chaotic event, all at the same time, simultaneously, Mm -hmm while you're basically having what feels like a a colonoscopy on a daily basis. Mm. So I don't even want to bring him into all of those folds of it yet, but it's you're, you're talking about this dark time and you were able to recognize it, reach out for help in the middle of it. And the sun will come out tomorrow (laughs) and and you know everybody that's here is is going to continue to be here for you and help you with what in whatever way that that is um but i mean as an outsider looking in i'm floored at the fact that you were able to recognize pick it up reach out for help and say this is not right Oh, really? Yeah, I just, because you, because it's not easy to do. People push away the help. They ignore the problem 99% of the time and they say that everything is fine. Mm. And you were like, everything is not fine. Mm-hmm. I do need help. And you didn't turn to an old habit yeah. to correct it. And I said this, I think last week on the podcast, like I'm, I don't think many people in your situation would have been able to remain sober and clean and you're, you've been doing it and I'm proud of you. Like this is a, it's a big deal. And I think that that's, you know, I think that's important. So thank you. That's, I really appreciate that. That's what I was trying. I started a story a little bit ago cause I wanted to end on that one thing and then I never landed the plane where I wanted it to land. No. So I apologize if you're like, why, but that's what I was going to say is there was people who, and that was something that made me look inward also is the public was like, something's off with her under every oh. video, every mm-hmm. friggin' live people were like, something's off with her. Uh, some people confess, like you look high. Like that's some people were like, no, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying something's off. But then some people were like, no bitch, you look like you're on something. And it made me start questioning everything because I was like, what is different about me? You know what I mean? Like, why are people saying that now suddenly in droves as opposed to like the way? So then I started really like internalizing it and overthinking it because I know I haven't gotten high. I know I haven't taken any drugs, but people are seeing something in me that I don't see. So that was when I started reflecting and I was like, wait, maybe these feelings of something not being right are now manifesting outward to the point where other people Mm. can notice. And that's when I started doing recon and polling my friends and like, Hey, do I seem a little. And if you look back, Meredith, at some of the episodes of the other podcasts that I did, my eyes are like this big. I look like Eileen Warnos. And I said that in the thing, like they're huge. And I'm just like cracked out of my head and I'm not even an uppers person, by the way. Like if I was going to relapse, it wouldn't be on uppers. So like you'd, you'd know, cause I'd be like, mm-hmm. but, but I looked like I was on some kind of methamphetamine and it's so crazy. Cause it's not like it, mo- it's not like the medication made me feel motivated and my whole house is spotless from top to bottom. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes Right, but I think that what those uh, what those what those prescription drugs do can rewire the brain and create these new pathways and do these different things, and that can have that effect. Yeah, 
where it's giving you this charge or making you feel this way or having the forcing that mood swing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how it works, but it's to treat an imbalance. So it's doing something in there that's, you know, things are crossing or whatever. And it's, it can definitely cause those types of side effects and symptoms. Yeah. Right. It It was whacked out. And, um, and yeah, we'll get there. And I, you know, I appreciate all of the kind words really that you said, because I thought this was just, I feel like, I don't know. I didn't think it was that unusual what I did. I think I thought I, uh, it's normal to be like, Hey, this med isn't working. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think it was that extraordinary, but it I, made me feel good that you did. I don't think, I think people will avoid help often because we feel that asking for help means we failed in a way. And Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate because asking for help is a strong thing to do because you're recognizing that you're not able and you need assistance. But I think as a country, as a culture, um, at least I know Gen X was taught, don't ask for help, figure it out. Figure it out. That's I, our, our mantra, our motto, basically what that was spewed at us as Gen Xers was figure it out. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that causes some problems because there's a difference between critical thinking and figure it out. And I think what we need to teach our kids is how to critically think to fix something but figure it out just means oh, don't bother I what, me. I see what you're saying. I see right? exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, don't bother me for an answer. Go figure this out on your own. Whereas critically thinking can lead to sort of this group's response or, you know, a cooperative learning situation. And I yeah. think that that's a big part of Gen X was don't talk about your feelings, figure shit out on your own. Why are you asking for help? Why are you complaining about this? You've got it better than we've ever had it, blah, 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 blah. And that creates some really difficult middle-aged adult (laughs) situations if you don't break that cycle. And you're not a Gen Xer, right? You're, You're a millennial, and I get that. But I think that that statement is, it's still valid, you know, like with how you grew up because you, you know. You, you grew up with working parents who latchkey kid situation type thing. You know, you, I think you grew up with a bit of that. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like a child still. Mm. It's so strange. And I don't know if it's because of the years of drug use and I kind of halted my growth, you know what I mean? But I do, I feel like an effing kid. Like, I feel like I have, I don't know. I can hear my heart beating in my headphones. Okay. <laughs> that that might be our cue. Okay. Can you? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I, I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for you always cheering me on every step of the way. I'm grateful to all of our supporters who are leaving just the sweetest, most, um, supportive comments. I really appreciate everyone. And, um, I am not, as you know, I'm not the kind of person to suffer in silence. So Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to (laughs) worry about me, uh, because I know now after being in recovery for so long, like what I have to do and I'll never like keep anything secret to, you know, if I wanted to really do something to myself, I wouldn't talk about it. I would have just done it. You know what I mean? No, I, 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 I applaud your transparency through this because that's scary. Um, but to your credit, you have been somebody who your story is not yours. It's for someone else. And you do a great job with, um, sharing, excuse me, sharing that. Was that hard for you to get out that compliment? (laughs) I, I still have that like. Just kidding. From I having know. the breathing tube. Oh, I'm sorry. I get these weird, like, 
I hear it. I can hear it. It's hard yeah, to talk. Yeah, I get talk. stuck. Frogs. I get little, I have little frogs in there. I know. I love talking <clears throat> with frogs in my throat. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Well, please join us again next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It. An advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. We will see you again next time, guys. Yes, love you so much. Bye, friends. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com